0: It's Gerilyn, and welcome to Old the podcast about living a faithful single life in a very married church. Today we're trying something a little bit different. No interview today, it's just me at my desk in my room. (laughs) Arthur the cat is also here, so we'll see if he shows up at any point during this recording. So this is a segment that I'm going to call Old Maid Asks, where I ask a question about single life and then set out to answer it. Um, So today, that question is, how do I make friends with the moms at my church? Uh, You may have been in this scenario before. You go to a new church, or you join a Bible study, or you're working in the nursery at your present church, and you find yourself the only single woman in a group full of married women and moms, and they start talking about their kids' schools, or teething, or something like that and slowly you start sinking into your seat because you know more about like economic policy or quantum physics than you do about teething (laughs) yeah so um but generally i found that if there's going to be a shortage of any demographic in church it's the single ladies or the single men but you know but not the moms (laughs) there's often a lot of moms at church and many of them are my age and we would probably have a lot in common if you know i could just figure out how to talk to them. And I also hear from moms that they're lonely and sometimes they feel trapped, um, in this sort of kid land and they just long for some good adult conversation. So, um, I talked to some of the young moms that I know and asked them, Hey, how can I, a single woman be a friend to you, a mom? Because, you know, I just, I'm not a mom. I don't understand that life. So how can I be your friend? Um, and so I'm going to read what they said. Their answers, I've edited them for length and clarity a bit, but this is essentially what they've written. So Barb says, quote, when I started at a small group that we both belonged to, I remember being concerned about being the only married person with a kid at the time. The group leader commented that if we were all there to focus on the same thing, Jesus, then it would be great. And it was. Going to sell was my place to go and not to talk about my kids, and talk and everything else. I think having grace for your friend would be huge. Having kids is a bit of a gong show, lol. Perhaps even interacting with the kids, asking the kids directly how they are, being okay hanging out with me and the kids is always so welcome. One-on-one coffee dates are always great, but not always possible. And maybe asking if there's something specific that you could pray for, that would mean a lot end quote. So there's some really good points here. <laughs> First of all, seems that moms are just afraid of us singles as we are of them um, and self-conscious because our worlds are a bit different. And and yeah, if we're focused on the same thing, if we're focused on, on following Jesus, then you know, we have common direction. So that's the place that we can start on. All right. So here's what Bonnie says, quote, for the past 11 years, all I have been is a stay-at-home mom. So I often feel like I can't bring anything to a conversation with a single friend because kids are my only experience right now. So I don't know if I've ever really thought about what a single friend can say to engage in conversation with me. I often feel guilt for having the life that many Christian single women want. So more to answer your question, I would want a Christian single woman to know that I'm aware our lives are very different and I'm as insecure about the conversation as them. We joined a care group a year ago with four other couples, all without kids, and it was a bit of the same scenario. I wondered just what I would have to discuss with them because I didn't have any professional experience. Another thing I'd want to be asked about is me, my dreams, my hobbies, etc. So much of my identity is tied up in being a mom, and that's okay, but I want to be seen as more than that. End quote. Um, yeah, like it seems key to hear that we remember that moms have many of the same, inter- same interests that we do, and they, they watch TV and they enjoy fashion, just maybe, you know, <laughs> a little bit less than we do because they have to focus more on their kids, but they've got hopes and they've got dreams. And my friend Beth says, quote, I think as moms, because our lives are so constantly about serving and caring for tiny humans, it's easy to talk about that because it literally takes up 97% of our attention. However... I can definitely say for myself that what I crave is a conversation deeper than the new recipe we tried out last week, or how potty training is going. Personally, I would love more conversations that were about self-development, or working on your self-esteem as a woman, growing in faith or dreams and goals that you have for your life. I feel like the mentality in society is that once you are married and have kids, your life is done, and that's all that's left. But what are your passions in life? you enjoy cooking or writing health and wellness or crochet i think the main thing for both parties is to find common ground and build off that and also to be the brave one and ask the bigger questions because it's far too easy to take to make a few minutes of small talk and then go your separate ways i think that in general this society praises putting on a face whether that's a highlight reel on instagram only having shallow conversations or even the need to be quote presentable at church In any situation, no one is allowed to struggle or appear anything less than put together. At the same time, the opposite is true. Like saying, I'm so lazy, I have no self-control, but it's okay because I'm treating myself, and so forth. This whole culture has become incredibly accepting, which is a two-edged sword. Because it doesn't challenge anyone to be better, now it's okay to be whatever you want, because you deserve it, or whatever the excuse is. There's not necessarily any accountability there, end of quote. This, this slightly, slight tangent, but this reminds me of a complaint I had, um, where I was at a, a large gathering where there were, um, both girls and guys. And, um, as (laughs) this can't be just a Mennonite thing, but, you know, as Mennonite gatherings often do, we were segregated. The girls were off at one side, the guys were at another side, and I was kind of sitting on the edge of the girls' conversation. And I'm not even sure what the girls' conversation was about, but it was it was about, like, maybe crafting? Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like doing artwork, and I like a good DIY project, but I wasn't feeling it that time. And um, there was, uh, in a different group, the guys were having some sort of deep, like, sort of theological and philosophical discussion. And I'm like, why can't I go talk to them like I I don't want to go over there I want to talk with them (laughs) why do the guys always have better conversations (laughs) which um may reflect far more of my personality um or maybe my mind was on other things because it was all the guys over in the other group who knows but um but you know maybe maybe we as women do tend to fall into the, the sort of easy shallow questions and conversations so a little bit of something to think about but Yeah, like what we're talking with moms, we don't have to stick to the shallow stuff. I mean, obviously, we're not going to go apropos of nothing and be like, hey, what are your deepest passions? (laughs) What are your greatest fears? Tell me your secrets. But but we don't have to stay with what is easy. We can start um, digging a little bit deeper and asking what matters to these people and why it matters to them. I found as a journalist, actually, finding out what someone is really passionate about and then just letting them go and letting them talk is actually really rewarding. It's fun to see them talk about what they love. So it sounds like anyway to me that that might be something that, that you can try on moms when you're trying to make friends with someone. Catherine says, quote, I read an article when Alice, that's her baby, was first born. That was really helpful because I realized that I was always asking the wrong questions to new moms. Basically, instead of asking questions about the baby, ask them about them. Everyone asks how the baby is sleeping or how the baby is doing. Instead, ask how I'm sleeping, how I'm doing, what TV shows I've been watching, what projects I've started, etc. And trust me, we moms will find an excuse to talk about our babies. We'll tell you even if you didn't ask. (laughs) Ask about the terrible advice we've gotten, don't add to it. As a new mom, it's easy to forget about yourself because your whole world now revolves around this tiny human. Being asked about ourselves tends to remind us that we can still be ourselves, but just with a different focus. Another way to be a friend to a new mom is just to love us. Give us some grace. We're not going to be a very good friend for a while. Just don't stop trying. Check in on us. We may not respond right away, but we appreciate the messages and the check-ins. We still love you. We're just trying to figure out how to keep a tiny human alive. End quote. Another thing I've sometimes wondered about is, um, how young moms feel about their single friends. So for instance, for me, I'm 29, um, and I'm a journalist, so I have a career, um, kind of an interesting one, I think. And I think about, so, you know, some people, if they get married at like 19, they start having kids, they don't get to experience some of the things that I experienced. And I, and I wonder how they feel about that. So I asked, um, my aunt, Denise, she was married at 18. I think 18. And she had kids a couple years later. So she was having kids when many of her friends were still single. So I asked her, um, how she, how she felt about relating to those friends. And she says, quote, a few of my cousins actually loved coming over and seeing our children and playing with them. And so I felt loved by that. And it gave me a little break no, we couldn't exactly connect children-wise, but I found they would seek me out for wisdom about relationships, and I felt honored if I could listen and encourage them or even joke a bit about guys I knew they could date. I still found they didn't seem to mind talking about my children. They would ask me questions. One of my friends would come over and babysit for me. She even came and did housework for me to help out. She never seemed annoyed by talking about my life, Then I would ask her about all her latest adventures, and I could live some of her life through her that I wasn't living. I think for me, it was having them embrace my world and be interactive with my children that made me feel loved, and that they saw value in my choice to be married and have children. I haven't really found it was hard to connect with singles. I sometimes longed for that life when things got crazy in mine. I think the big thing is a mom can feel isolated in her world, and sometimes trapped. So if a single person comes along and shows interest in their world and shows support and doesn't come across as, hey, at least I'm not tied down or at least I don't have the children or at least I'm free to do whatever I want, then you can have a really positive connection, end quote. So, I mean, I guess (laughs) um, from these different women, I, I can take some things to work on here myself. I moved a couple months ago and it was, of course, during the pandemic. So churches have been closed and I haven't been able to start looking for a church yet in my church where I was going in Winnipeg, I had just started to make friends with a family where they had you know they were about to have a baby and I was really excited about that and and then I never got to see their baby when it was newborn and and that was really special when I was you know they're like oh yeah you can totally come over and hold the baby and and be with you know be with us and and I was looking forward to that and it, and, it didn't happen um and it might yet but they're farther away now, and so, you know, I don't know. And uh, yeah, I guess eventually churches are going to reopen here in Manitoba. Things are opening up relatively quickly, and so maybe, maybe this summer yet I'll get to go to church. And when I do, then <laughs> I'll have to try some of these things. And meanwhile, also, I mean, I have a bunch of young moms that I, I know, and, and I feel like I haven't done a very good job of checking in with them and trying to connect with them, so... And many of their answers are here. So I'm very thankful to them for opening up and, and telling me some of their thoughts. And yeah, that's it. So if you have any other questions you'd like me to answer, um, whether through surveying my friends or doing some research, um, you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Old Maid Pod. I'm also on Twitter at Geraldine Witchers, but that's my journalism account. And so you'll see mostly farm journalism stuff there. But hey, you can definitely come and connect there if you want to. Until next time, talk to you later.